0: What is going on almost Canonites? It's Bank Roberts with Nico Billiards. Yes it is. In for another one. In for a pound, in for a penny. We're back at the studio. It's been a long time. We got to apologize. We didn't put out an episode last week because uh, of extenuating circumstances. Now Nico recorded an episode. Am I right? I tried, but it was all maxed out. The, the levels were all maxed, so it sounded like a death metal concert. Yeah, I was in a.
1: I was. I was sick then.
0: I was a dead man walking, and I didn't even realize it. I know, man. We've all been through some shit. We're, we're out on the other side. It's springtime in Vermont, and it is just beautiful. We're loving life. We got the high energy. Oh, my God. It feels good to be alive sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. This is, like,
1: my favorite time of year.
0: Oh, know, love it. I want to call back all the way to, like, episode two or one or something. Yeah. Remember? We I asked you, a non Sequitur, about what is your favorite... Holiday. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And you came at me with Easter, which I was like, no. Who likes Easter? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember that. I like Easter.
0: And we just passed mm. Easter. Me. You're
1: the guy that likes Easter. That's right. I watched my James Bond and build my Legos. Now, you. As, as I do every year. Did you Did you watch Bond this year? I di- yeah, I did.
0: I watched. Um, wait, 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 wait. It's got to be a Pierce Brosnan. Yep. Yep,
1: I watched uh, the third one, The World Is Not Enough. I was hoping that you only watched Goldeneye. (sighs) The world is not enough. And it's such a perfect place to stop my love. And if you're strong enough... I like that song, it's by Garbage. I used to listen to the fucking music video. I didn't tell you to stop. <laughs> that's you gotta, all I know. We gotta eat up some time here, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, I watched James Bond. I love Easter, it's my favorite holiday. But there is one thing I wanted to talk about. Right now? It's real important, yeah. It's like so important. I, I can't even exp- put into words how important this is. Oh my god, I am at, on the edge of my seat here. Rating... In reviewing oh. everyone's favorite subject, topic. Yep. Hey, listener, shut up. We're
0: talking to you. Yeah. Now, Nico, we you tell him. We see you. We, we see know you're you. there. We know you're there.
1: So just read the podcast. It's not that hard. I mean, I, 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 I want to be nice about this. It's, it's quite easy. You literally find the episode that you're already listening to. You scroll to the bottom of the page, and there's these stars. And, you know, something magical happens when you click on these stars. They turn yellow. Ooh. And for the next 50 listeners, someone is here who rate the show five stars, they will get a free Almost canon podcast sticker. Oh! <gasps> And we'll do all the work. I'll do all the work. All you gotta do is rate the show five stars. Uh, provide your email within the uh, the the review. Mm, that gets a little tricky, though. And well, if you can figure out a better way, then then I'm all for it. But hey, guess what? Our guests are here.
0: Here's what you do: you rate and review, and then email. Uh-huh. Hmm. rate and review and once you've done that you tell us your handle send it to almostcanonpod at gmail.com because we don't want to put your email address out there um, you know on a public forum so what you do is you go to whatever podcast app that you have be it Apple Podcasts be it iHeartRadio Stitcher anything anything we need those reviews, people. I know, I know, this is boring. It's like it's like eating your vegetables, you know? Right now, you gotta eat your vegetables. We're here to tell you, this is our lifeblood. We're trying to get this thing off the ground, and it means so much to us. <gasps> and here's a little special bonus. For the 50th person that reviews, we'll know. You're gonna get a big old smooch from Banky Roberts. That's right. I don't care how disgusting you are. And you better not care how disgusting I am. Because you're getting a big, fat, sloppy smooch right smack on the kisser. Nom, 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 nom. And you can't say no to that. That is happening. All right? Anyway, uh, we have a couple guests coming in right now. And I am going to let Nico do the honors. Nico.
1: Take it away, son. Perfect. Yeah, so uh, we got some guests this week again. Um, we good? Everyone good?
0: Yeah, we're rolling. Anytime you guys, uh, you know, just get right on the mics when you talk, and that's about it. We're, levels are all good, and um, yeah, so whatever whatever, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you I want should, to do it.
1: I did have a question before we did this. You guys like partners, or like like, like like we're married? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, with the with the YouTube channel.
2: Um. Uh, uh, well, when it first started, we almost all of the videos. So we're YouTubers, right? We make these treasure right. hunting videos. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, so we're live right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna, you know, we could edit some stuff too. Sure. I, Nick, why don't you, can you give like an official intro, um, and then we'll just we'll just get going. You know, just just say their names so we can right edit All that right. in nicely. All
1: right, so yeah, we got two guests tonight: uh, Brad Martin and Eddie. And I'm sorry, but I'm <laughs> definitely... give it
3: your best shot. I want to hear.
1: <laughs> oh no 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 no! I don't. Piscucci. Pes- <laughs> okay, perfect. Oh come on, that wasn't that hard, Nick. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I heard it a few times. Um, but I was—I really wasn't sure what it was. So, no, yeah, no hard feelings.
0: <laughs> he is notorious for being among the world's <laughs> worst pronouncers of pretty much anything. So, <laughs> got to give him a little slack.
3: on am right. No, I'm right there too. I get it. <laughs> yeah, same. Same here.
1: So, yeah, they're uh, they're YouTubers of um, Green Mountain Metal Detecting. It's it's an awesome show. I've de- I've actually been watching it for a while, um, and they're going to join us tonight. And I figured we could just talk about some some of their adventures like some of the, the really cool stuff they find
2: yeah so when the when the channel first started it was mostly both of us uh together making all of the videos uh mostly just metal detecting but we did some
3: gold panning as well gold panning got us into it actually right we got super jazzed and hyped up watching youtube videos people gold panning. and like yeah yeah and naturally, the progression over the years turned into, well, metal detecting was kind of a quicker, you know, get getting your fix, you know, treasure wise speaking. Like, right, oh, we got to get into
2: that. And sure. that during that uh, took off. after Hurricane Irene, you know, decimated Southern Vermont, there was a ton of people going out gold painting, which we didn't even know there was gold here in in Vermont. Um, and so then, after the hurricane came through and carved out the rivers, um, it was like this huge rush, like a second gold rush. And uh we found like people's gold pants and stuff along the river when we were fishing and um and then that kind of we did never found any gold, of course, <laughs> but then we kind of um evolved into metal detecting and started bringing a camera along with us and since then, Eddie has like grown up and gotten a job and you know, family and a house and all this stuff. And
0: Irene was what, 2011 or is that 2012 somewhere around there?
2: Yep. And we really kind of started moving into the metal detecting and filming 2015. Um, And since then I do it pretty much full time and make a living from YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and we've, we don't see each other as much anymore, unfortunately. Um, but we've kind of branched off into just not metal detecting. We do. And explorations mm-hmm. of uh, historic places, and like the Bennington Triangle specifically, um, Glossonbury area. Um, looking for you know gemstones and fossils and anything treasure
3: related. Yeah, pretty awesome. Cool. It's grown a lot over the years in other directions. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I think I just watched your uh, your first video that you posted this afternoon. We went in like a. uh Oh, it was like a well or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it was bad, but uh, it's definitely... No, we've come a long way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys should listen to our first podcast. That's the
0: same story. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do really that. Really rough. Really, really rough.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I spent a lot of time this weekend going over some stuff you guys have like looked into. Been to some pretty cool places. Um, I guess off the top of my head that I can think of is that the snow hole I don't I don't know if oh, you shit. remember all these places you've been to or anything oh, but that would that would look like a really cool spot I've never heard of that um I know one thing I wanted to get into was your your search for uh degrau that sure that, that whole oh. thing you guys did
2: oh yeah yeah so we'll give like the real abridged version for any of your listeners that uh, might not already be familiar uh, with the degrau tale. so Eddie and I' were metal detecting Wait, I'm making YouTube videos, and then Eddie approached me with
0: something he heard.
2: Okay, yeah.
0: Degrau, can you spell that? What is it? D
3: e g r a u. Degrau, Degrow, cool. Yeah, this was a fabled like Vermont lost treasure tale for years, like ever since we were even
1: a gold pen. And I'm like,
3: right. we gotta find this treasure. I had I, never heard of it. Yeah, yeah we've
1: I- we've mentioned it. I've mentioned it a couple of times.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, okay.
1: It
3: has a bunch of <laughs> yeah, different names, though. Different. I think the first one I saw was like "The Story of Lost Money Cave" online, and I'm like, "Lost Money Cave, that's epic. We gotta go get it." You know, this is great. And of course, this is before when we're just hyped up on metal detecting. There's no thought of you know content or like going and sharing experiences. Mm-hmm. So it seems silly then. But as we we're kind of getting more into the uh, the metal detecting, we we're finding some success in it, finding cool stuff. It's starting to get more plausible. Like, oh my gosh, maybe we could go after something like this, and and um, yeah, a little after that, I think uh, finally convinced Brad. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like
2: a skeptic to the bone with this stuff, <laughs> and uh, and still am. And so Eddie was like, we should look, we should we should go looking for this, just like as like a weekly video, because we post videos every Friday. I'm like, well, we're not going to find it, so. I don't know what we can do with this, right? And so finally, he convinced me to like look it up, to like Google it, and I never had before. It was just this Eddie story that he.
3: Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of Eddie stories yeah. to be fair that look wild.
2: And so I look at it. I just Google it, uh, you with know, lost Vermont treasure or whatever, and it was really pretty legit. Like I found references to this story in books as old as 1860. Um, in like Wallingford area, I came uh, I came across stories even older in like the 1840s up near Bristol, Montpelier area. And it was all the same story. It was all this Spanish or sometimes French explorer. He comes to a town, he tells the town people that for some reason he 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 knew where this treasure was, but he had forgotten where it was or he couldn't find it again, or it was stolen. Um, and this treasure still existed in the mountains somewhere. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I think maybe we could not just make a video about this. Maybe we can make like a whole series about this, Mm. like, like way over our heads, try to make like a mini series about this. And, um, and so that's what we did. It ended up being eight episodes and, um, and we'll spoil the ending. I think we could probably spoil it. it's been a couple years now. (laughs) Um, so Eddie was really looking forward to finding it and i was
3: pretty confident we were not going to find it right By i was positive end. we were going to find it i thought this was <laughs> going to be like 20 episodes long like you know i like <laughs> the dynamic s-
0: of that attitude there that's good, that's good. <laughs> we're going to
3: have season two of Degrow all about what we're doing with the treasure <laughs> you know <laughs> how we were spending it yeah exactly
0: <laughs> did you have an idea where you would find it or just that you would you know not not exactly where but you just knew that it was going to happen
3: I felt a lot more confident in that we have done so much more research at this point from when i first just in the woods one day i was like hey i read the story it was crazy you know right. like you know i bet we can find like fine comb this and really refine it and sure. find it i mean yeah. Yeah. we've had so many times metal detecting that like a local hunter we know is like oh hey guys this is some place uh, my family owns you can go find it's uh, i don't know somewhere up along the stream we're like we're never gonna find find it nice. and sometimes even <laughs> Someone would give these vague instructions and like, yeah, it's up on the hill right above the, the stream or the road about some paces. We'd go and like, yeah, hey, we found it. it was a hit, you know, like, oh, let me sure. see. Show them a picture like, oh, that's not it. I'm like, <laughs> <I> accidentally <laughs> this found was, another one. Yeah, like another home site on the property. They're like, oh, well, that's great. Yeah, you should come back, you know. <laughs> wow. So that's I was funny. feeling... Yeah, so, I was yeah. feeling great. We had so many times we went with, like, no information and ended up finding a ton of stuff. So yeah. it seemed pretty good now. And then when Brad gets in, started looking, and when, when you know, him as the skeptic right. starts acknowledging, all right, there's something here, I was like, we're going. <laughs> <right>. We're in. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the the, the legend
2: is, it's like, millions of dollars worth of gold bars or silver bars. Right. Okay. So I was like, that's not real. That's, that can't be real. Right. So, but when I did start looking into it, there were all of these crazy tales about people who actually went looking for it before us and right. And those are the stories that I wanted to tell in the series. So like every episode we could tell a different story about these group of people that actually, were real and spent real money and real years out of their lives looking for this particular treasure. And some of them were really, um, interesting. Like they would use, they hired a psychic or they used dowsing rods or, you know, it was more kind of conventional ways of using gold, uh, gold pans or dynamiting half the, the mountain, digging huge holes to nowhere. And so like, let's take every episode concentrate on one of those stories and do those things. So we hired a psychic. We caught somebody uh, to teach us how to douse. We did the gold panning. We did all the exploring. Wow. And we didn't find it, of course. Still, that's dedication to go to that leg. Yes. And wow. it was, we, we explored all of the stories. Well, half the stories took place in Wallingford, Vermont, um, in a place called Chaos Canyon. And then the other half were in Bristol at a place called uh, Hell's no, Half I, Acre. I switched, that, I switched that around.
3: Or was it Hells Half Acre? Hell's Half Acre is in Bristol. It was in Bristol.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wallingford okay. Yeah. is Chaos Canyon. And there were there are kind of identical places. There are these huge talus slides down the side of the mountain. Yes. And it's you know, they it evokes a lot of you know mystery about these places. Like right. maybe there was a cave full of treasure there and then there was a rock slide or whatever. Sure. So like and,
1: we've talked to, sorry, we yeah. talked about white rocks. Yep, yeah, for yeah. sure. So that's right. that's
2: where So it is. this was supposed to, uh, supposedly took place there. Uh, one of the two places. And also going along with these, there's all these supernatural stories, right? So there was this, a demon dog that guarded the treasure. And if you touched the treasure, the treasure would disappear and a demon dog would appear. Ooh. And he's accompanied
3: by a ghost boy
2: with a yes. hot iron
3: Poke
0: your eyes out. Oh damn! And, you
2: know, Stealed so we, your soul. We stayed. We stayed at night to see if maybe we could come across. It. Or there was another story of um, the cave. Would you could see it lit up in the mountainside, and then as you approach, it would appear somewhere else. Right. So there's all of these great stories that we wanted to tell as part of this um, series that we did, looking for it. But we, I mean, we were just mostly telling the stories. So from the very beginning, I was like, well, how do we make a mini series? looking for a treasure and then not find it at the end and have a satisfying ending. Yeah. It's an impossible task. Like you have, although you haven't like 15 seasons of, um, the curse of Oak Oak Island. Island. (laughs) They they haven't found anything. So maybe we could do that, but I wanted to have an ending to this thing. Yeah. And so we we could fake it, which we didn't want to do. Um, or we could just not find it at the end. And we decided option number three, which was, before we even started filming episode one, we hit a little clue inside the video Uh that you wouldn't notice if you're just watching the video every episode. So eight episodes, there's little clues. And then in the last episode, we actually debunked where the myth came from originally, Mm. which is actually another interesting story. And we didn't even get into it in depth in the finale. We just gave a brief overview of the debunking. And then we said, well, we just stole Vermont of their treasure legend, right? It doesn't (laughs) exist anymore. Unfortunately, people have believed it since the 1700s. Right. And we just ruined that. So So, you
0: you set out to debunk the myth from the beginning. Pretty much. That was like a narrative arc that you were going for. Pretty much. Uh, Yeah.
2: But then in the last episode, we, we, we destroyed this for Vermonters, but we replaced it with a new one because we buried our own chest of silver bars in the mountains of Vermont. And the clues in every episode, all eight episodes. No way. Where's the treasure map to find the treasure? That's so and cool. so we And we, so, we aired the final episode a few days before Christmas. It had snowed. There was like a foot and a half of snow in the location where we buried the chest, right? Nobody's gonna find this thing till spring. Guaranteed. Mm. Some dude f- flew <laughs> from Kansas City and found it in like three days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: And there's a whole tale how it happened too with the weird messaging situation and these confused like yeah. communicate like did someone find it? Did they not? So, and like like people were messaging me with like because uh,
2: it was a it was a chest that I just had since childhood and other people also had this chest so they're like sending me photos of it mm. of theirs and I'm like mm, I don't know if that's the one they're just like messing with me and then somebody finally did that again but it was a um, air, airport security guy yeah that was a TSA guy TSA, and he's <laughs> like
3: oh was some random guy and there's like the t- it looked like the chest he had like, to send oh it God, through the x-ray machine
2: and the tsa guy had was familiar with the show and he's oh, like wow. is that is that brad and eddie's treasure
0: <laughs> and he's like yeah i found it anyway can I, can I ask how big was your reach at that point like when you put that challenge out there so that you were able to get your influence all the way to out to a place like kansas city
2: um i i think there was probably like eighty thousand subscribers on youtube which isn't huge it, you know, speaking in the grand scheme of YouTube. Right. But, um, and that, that series fell in popularity immensely because in even talking to friends of mine, they're like, yeah, I stopped watching it. I knew you guys weren't going to find the treasure.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um,
2: but, but once that final episode aired, I think people went back, to watch to try to figure it out for themselves because right. it was a puzzle it was right. like it was like a cipher and there's right. all of these things like, involved in it Like well, Fen vibes to it right. Right. right and his treasure had like just been found yeah. when we did ours so we're like all right this is perfect timing it's going to be a new thing for people um and then a, a dude found it in like three days but there's a secondary <laughs> chest there so that people can find it forever right the, you if you find it you it's kind of like a geocache right you put oh, your cool. name in there okay. and we'll send you something uh if you find that second chest um, only two other people have done that though wow. since yeah last christmas
0: and you're changing the location or is it in the same same s- spot same spot okay yeah yep.
2: um so anyway so that's that's the degrau treasure and the legend is a lot of people still believe it in, in bristol in fact it's like a huge local legend we went to a place where one of these people actually searched for it uh, in like the 1840s and there's just like dig holes everywhere and this whole site portion of this mountain the bottom of south mountain in bristol um
3: people really believed it we Uh, talked to a guy who owned the land for a time he walked us out there and i was like oh every weekend i'm out here shooing them away like they dig a hole here and then next week the guys at this pile of rocks are like digging through it like something (laughs) under there and i was like get out he was just here yeah it sounded wild.
0: <laughs> Is this the place where there's a Peregrine Falcon um, Reserve or Preserve? Oh, I don't know that. It it might be a different spot that I'm thinking about then, but I'm I'm kind of familiar with that area as sure. well. I thought maybe that was the the place, but anyway. Uh,
2: yeah, it's it was an adventure for sure. Um, kind of, and also we didn't like do all of the research beforehand. We were kind of like figuring it out as we went. Hmm. Um, before every episode, we did all of the research. what we were going to do next and then we'd like learn something new and be like whoa like this is this is like when we
3: found the guy that owned the land that all that digging happened on it was like how that was yeah that was a big moment for us too i mean i feel like we're kind of both going on our own he was out debunking kind of every step (laughs) like yep no it's not looking good eddie but for me (laughs) i I was honestly getting more excited some parts we went to i mean a lot of it a lot of it I was even skeptical of like we met with a guy on the dowsing and I was like I don't know about this man this, oh, is, yeah. this is some witchy stuff and, and a lot of com, you know feedback from the comments too people were like oh you shouldn't be meddling in it <laughs> but, right but they but were very like firm believers old, like yeah. oh if you use those rods you'll be possessed by the devil yeah they <laughs> said like the devil's work <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but believe it or not very legitimately like no like YouTube BS stuff found a cave With dowsing rods, like just like first time out in the woods, just us, like, all right, figure it out. Just a cave. I thought right there again, I'm like, we got it,
0: we're in. This is (laughs) it, right? I don't want to sidetrack you too much, but have you been possessed at all? Like, have you found any (laughs) negative repercussions from you? I don't believe
2: I've ever been possessed. Okay, okay, although we did speak when we spoke to the psychic, um, she did say that she spoke to DeGrau himself,
0: really. She she
2: didn't (laughs) say that he possessed him, but she spoke to him and. Uh, he gave her some clues okay mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty interesting
0: so from her point of view the the treasure is real it, it, it's
2: well you know i've kind of felt bad because then in that in that episode she tells us that she spoke to degrau and then like that he was real yeah. and then like 10 minutes later we debunked his even existence <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um but
3: she was great she was a sweetheart she was i mean he could have been real i mean we were finding literature with two different variations of his name and
2: yeah, so what we ended up um, coming to the collusion for with De Grau is that, um, are you guys familiar with John, uh, Jonathan Smith, who's the, the Mormon guy who mm. founded oh, sure, Mormonism sure. Yep, in yep, Vermont? Yep. Right. Up in Royalton, that area. So when he first started, his big thing was finding lost Spanish mines of treasure. And that was like, and he was using dowsing, and he was using the stone in the hat, you know, the... the I don't know a whole lot about Mormonism. I watched the South Park special, right? right. I think that's Mormon. how we all
1: probably know about it. Yeah. But
2: the, he was he was looking in this hat with a little stone in it in the very beginning to find treasure. And he was making waves in Vermont, and there was this author in Burlington who wrote almost a parody book about him and what he was doing. And the lead character in that, who was kind of a buffoon, um, was named Mr. Gao, hmm. which then... Morphed into dug and then wow. spread across Vermont and this story that this author in Burlington wrote, kind of making fun of uh the Mormon the very early sprouting of the Mormon religion um, was published in Vermont newspapers, like the whole novel like it'd be like two full pages of a paper in eighteen forty and then the next week would mm. be the ne- another two full pages and it got this whole novel out there and it became a play in Boston. It was huge. Um, and then it just morphed into this Vermont legend. That unfortunately, I mean, maybe maybe Jonathan Smith was onto something. But so I know at Joseph one point
1: Smith. you guys had brought, mentioned something about Captain Kidd.
2: Yeah. So it was that was first, and and I'm not saying that Joseph Smith started because of Captain Kidd or whatever, but it was all happening at the same time. Um, Captain Kidd legitimately buried treasure right. in Long Island, and somebody found it and dug it up. It was like the officials found it. Um, and that's that kind of sparked a huge treasure hunting thing in New England in like hmm. the early 1800s, end of the 1700s.
1: We have a friend of the show. She's a master diver. And she swears that she found something related to Captain Kidd's treasure in Northfield. Vermont? New Hampshire, uh, Massachusetts. It's like right on the border in New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Interesting. Um, and i apparently the island it's called it's named clark island but they call it kid island because mm. supposedly captain kid buried his treasure there i don't shoot she, she won't tell us come right. on right she i know we, we tried to pry it out of her she was not going there <laughs> so when i heard you guys talking about captain kid i was like oh my god that's yeah. crazy
2: the um the, we started talking about captain kid because um where because we hiked to the top of Camel Sump in vermont and uh, because there was a story of treasure hunters at the top of Camel's Hump, and they were reportedly looking for um, Captain Kidd's
1: treasure. Right.
2: At the top of Camel's Hump I know, for that, some reason. That's pretty far. Yeah. But. Um, but that's what they were saying. More than likely, they were doing something they weren't supposed to up there. And then when officials arrived, they're like, what are you doing? Like, oh, we're looking for Captain Kidd's treasure. Like, we're treasure oh. hunting. Uh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Northern Vermont in the early 1800s end of the 1700s was huge for um, counterfeiting money. And they would run it back and forth between Canada uh-huh. and Northern Vermont. And I have a feeling that's probably what they were up to. Mm. Um, but they but pulled anyway.
0: out the old kid excuse. Yeah, that's a, right. That's a <laughs> well, go-to. it was super
2: popular at the time. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's our degrau story. It was when we first started it, we had no idea how it was going to end. I mean, we knew we were going to bury our own treasure, but we didn't know we were going to debunk it. We had hoped we would, but, Um, just kind of going back through the old newspapers and the old, you know, textbooks and stuff and trying to get to the bottom of where it came from was a
1: lot of fun. What about other Vermont treasures? You guys searching for any of those? Yeah. So we have a new series uh, on the way. Cool. Yeah. Um, and
2: we wanted to talk like once that was out, but we've really been dragging our feet and filming it. So
3: (laughs) we have like a couple scenes left to film. Um, I think we're doing a lot of things right this time, though. Yeah. Since DeGrasse, we've learned a lot now. Sure. And, you know, like Brad said, we lost a lot of interest. And, in, like, yeah, I stopped watching. A lot of it, too, is, like, I think COVID it was hitting, like, right after, like, two episode two or three. Right. And it was, mm-hmm. like, like, everything was changing, not able to go out with consistency. Mm. I think at one point there was, like, a year gap between episodes. There was episode. a year gap, yeah. It was tough. Oh, wow. you there know, It was a ton of, yeah, challenges. Yeah. Um, and keeping it consistent, so like anyone who had hype episode one, I was like, Phew. right. And so now we're trying to film this whole one and get it all out consistent, more so, right? Um
1: Man, that's so fun. That just sounds so fun. It yeah. is. It's hard though to keep it
3: under wraps, you know. <laughs> we're right, kid, right. We're, so, we're almost there. What would so you, you guys say? Like
1: around? when you were kids, were you huge fans of like the Goonies and
3: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the time. Goonies,
2: Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. So a bunch of I brought a bunch of props. This is actually the book. That the dude wrote about Mr. Gao back Oh, really? eighteen forty. Yeah, this was That's like cool. you go through it and it has all of the parallels to the deGrau story. But I also brought um, newspaper articles of the news the news story.
1: And we can take pictures of those? If you want to. Oh yeah, definitely.
2: I mean, this is a first. we haven't mentioned anything about what the legend is about. So Nothing. you guys are getting
0: the exclusive. The exclusive oh, for Almost wow. canon. Oh, thank you, guys. We need those. We need, that's that's yeah. awesome. How much are you able to discuss about the current project? I mean, oh, I, obviously. It
3: doesn't matter. I'll say it's almost done. It almost, is almost done. done. Okay. Then bold to say maybe 85%. Oh, way
1: more than
2: that. Way more than that? Yeah, We've okay. got like 10
1: minutes left to film. Okay. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm it's excited. I'm definitely excited. Okay. So with that, the, the Grau one, I just, you know, obviously I watched it probably a couple of years after you'd done it so I just watched it's, it like oh
2: you watched it from start to finish yeah I know a bunch of people who like watched the first episode and' be like all right let's skip to the end and then they watch the last episode <laughs> and they're like oh well he didn't find it like I
1: loved anyway. it I thought it was cool <laughs> when you guys went to like Plymouth and to that mine out there that oh, was yeah, yeah. that was so cool like
0: how many awesome. hours of content are we talking I have to admit I have not watched it but oh, because right. I'm, I'm the guy who's never prepared
2: but <laughs> so the degrau series was eight episodes and they were like 15 20 minutes long Mhm. So like an hour at
0: half. 15 to 20 minutes cool. That's great. And is that your current project about the same as far as length and
2: No. Well, it's five episodes this one. Yeah. Um and so when we were researching DeGrau um I used newspapers.com, which is a great research tool. You just somehow they digitized a million newspapers in the United States, different towns. And, um, and you can just search keywords and it searches through the newspapers and pulls up keywords. So when I was searching for degrau, it was just like Vermont treasure, Spanish treasure. And just, whatever you can think of. And I came across this one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, but essentially it's interesting camping site. Um, and it's this guy in the early 1900s, and he's talking about a place that's already old to him. Can
0: I just, sorry to interrupt yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. can I paint a visual for the listener, which is yeah. that you seem to have like a microfiche or microfilm <laughs> kind of thing so you, small. Yes, yeah, the edible. printed out newspaper <laughs> article. It's incredible, looking. it looks like, yeah. like tiny, tiny scroll. Look at, look at this scroll top of this one. Of Treasure <laughs> is buried. Ooh, that's so cool, though. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go, go ahead. Yeah, Brad.
2: so this, this newspaper article here, it says... Um, this guy's walking through the woods in like 1910. This is when this is from 1910. And he's walking through the woods and he's talking about a place that's a hundred years older. And it's just ruins at this point. It's from like 1805 or so. Mm. And he's saying that the old owner of this tavern, now this location is, how would you describe this place? It's on the top of a mountain on a stagecoach road that was well traveled.
3: Yeah. And it's,
2: to get there now, though, you either have to have a four wheeler, or
3: right.
2: hike it. Or it's hard it. to get to. It's in the middle it's, of nowhere.
3: Yeah, and even back then, it was kind of in the middle of nowhere for for its time. Absolutely. It was about the halfway point between two bigger towns in you know uh, southern Vermont. Um,
0: That's kind of like Jamaica, actually.
3: <laughs> and <laughs> if you were traveling over this mountain,
2: you would have had to stop at this stagecoach stop to rest and feed your horses and do all yeah. of the things right? it was
3: the only thing allegedly right. and so and-
2: this man the owner of the tavern mr perry uh was accused of his patrons disappearing on his land hmm. and there were all kinds of accusations whether he was murdering them or whether they were disappearing for other reasons but in the end he was accused of taking their wealth of these people he's disappearing and burying them in a plot of land that he chose to be his future grave. Um, He did eventually die in 1820, and this legend spread quite a ways to where some students from the local college in like 1850, 1860, actually went and dug up the grave.
0: Hmm. They were that sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they (laughs) were pretty sure.
0: It was a single grave that contained multiple Supposedly. No, that,
2: that contained just the money. Just oh, the jewels okay, and the jewelry you. and the money and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Who knows where the bodies went, right? Right. He fed them to the pigs. <laughs> oh. um, and the hole's there. The open grave is still there. We've seen it.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so where's the where's the treasure legend in that, right? The treasure's gone. Right. Or they never existed, right? So I kept reading. So this, this guy who wrote this, 1910 is actually a grandchild of the guy who bought the tavern after Mr. Perry died, right? Mm. Perry died. His grave got dug up and somebody else bought the tavern and this, this guy's grandfather. So then like a week later, this guy's cousin writes in, he's like, that's not what happened. He's like, we grew up together. We went there too. That's not what happened. Perry was a great guy. He didn't kill anybody. (laughs) Somebody dug up his grave for some reason, but he didn't kill anybody. Actually, what happened was Perry was such a great guy that he let this vagabond... Transient. Yes, come through and gave him a job and let him live on the property and build a cabin. And this guy wouldn't tell anybody his real name, but he called
3: himself... Hod. Hod. He's very shady. Uh, Apparently, um, what... I think he had told other people different names. There was yeah. like he had different names he had gone by, kind of mysterious type. Yeah, and um,
2: the the author actually describes describes him as repulsive.
0: Hod. Yes, Hod. Yeah, he
2: just sounds repulsive. It does. <laughs> yeah. it's a great name though. He then he 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 says in the article that like that's not his real name. He just gave up gave a fake name, right? <laughs> so anyway, so he lived on the property and supposedly he just kind of stayed in his little cabin that he built. And when he was on his deathbed, he told this guy's grandfather, look, I buried some money here. I buried some money here. I buried some money here. And then he died. And then they actually found some of it in one of the places that he described. And it was like $1,500 in like 1830,
4: Mm.
2: which you can imagine how much money that would be now, because it would have to be either silver dollars or gold coins. So... We have the first story, which is great, yeah. right? The Perry murdering story. And then we have a secondary treasure story, which maybe there could be some more treasure on the, on the property. Wow. Right. So then we, so the series is essentially us looking for that. Yeah. This one has more validity, obviously having one mm-hmm. found on the property confirmed. Right. Right. And all of these people I've researched, you can find them on, um, uh, the censuses. You can find their graves. You can find this, so they're all real people. Sure. Whereas with DeGrau, it was like wishy washy. Like who knows? Right, yeah. right. Um, we've been to the place. We've seen the open grave. It's
1: like hmm. well, this eight, is a story I've never heard of. Yeah, this is cool. I'm
2: excited. Maybe we find the treasure in this one.
1: Uh oh, it's exciting. <laughs> but you already know
0: the answer to that. Don't you? <laughs> you said you're over eighty-five percent of the way done. We are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, I'm saying yes and in fact <laughs> because of the last series everybody stopped watching because they're like you're not going to find that right. the first 30 seconds of episode one might be footage of us finding something oh. that would and then it says five days earlier or whatever right boom. might
0: be okay I'm excited it's a teaser I like this that's really cool I'm definitely going to watch this
2: um, so yeah so that's almost done we kind of had some brunches thrown in because of snow and yeah. And things. when did you
0: guys start filming this or, you know, uh, c- gathering like this August, all together,
3: as you say, yeah,
0: August of 22. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that was probably the first, that's not a, I thought, I thought we were talking about a multiple year span, but that's no nope. about half a year or
2: more. We had hoped to finish it before snow, before the
3: leaves even changed.
2: Yeah.
0: We thought <laughs> we were gonna
3: have it done in like a
0: couple of months. Oh, these things always take longer. Yeah. Well,
3: well, this time also, we approached it. We had a lot of planning ahead of time, and like, all right, you know, day one, two, three span. This is what we're cut to cover, and you know, some bits we wanted to capture and share with the audience, and <laughs> and yep. then other things came up too out in the field that like, oh, we got to film this. Right. Oh my gosh, and, what's
0: right. your crew? Is it just the two of you? Oh, it's just us. Just us. Yeah. It's just cool. Just a camera, and just this and,
2: and a wow. GoPro, and mm-hmm. actually, I bought a second one for this series so that we can get. Kind of more professional looking shots oh, okay. where we've got both i was gonna them. ask yeah
0: how many angles like what what do you yep. bring as far as is there are, do you script things out or is it pretty much all just on the fly or
2: we do we do some scripting for you know like historical facts that yeah yeah you know we want to get right right um, we voiceover
0: is that kind of thing too or we haven't done any well we, we narrate
2: much. these yeah. and we got a we got an animation guy to um to kind of act you know because these are historical events and we really wanted to like show perry murdering somebody and you know show that stuff but right. we're not going to like act that out so
0: mm. I okay an no, yeah, I, guy. I get that though oh an animation yeah, oh, yeah. that's so cool yep
2: right mm-hmm. on um and we wanted to kind of and so in a secondary when we were talking um years ago about glossinbury right in mm-hmm. the bennington triangle this all happens in the bennington triangle mm. so mm. we kind of go the angle also with did these people just disappear right was mm-hmm. this poor guy accused of murdering people and these people just vanished into the bennington triangle like all the people before <laughs> them
3: yeah is, i don't know how much you guys follow bennington triangle lore or i'm sure you're familiar with some of the legend
1: yeah we've talked about it a little bit but
3: yeah this this was a, almost in that time frame when this when disappearances kind of yep. started kicking off and um, but before the notoriety of the area really came in right. so us reading this in the library when we started kind of it was like oh my gosh gotta be connected that right. was going through a lot of it too and do it also have, could
2: sorry. be like well some of these more famous people that disappeared could they have been passing through the tavern at the time too mm-hmm.
0: who knows right <laughs> do you guys have theories as to the disappearances and what the, what may have caused them or is that just part of the overarching... Well, in,
2: in related to this show no it's a mystery but <laughs> as far as brad the skeptic they're probably just getting lost to national forest i'm like that's a expansive
3: property right cool. and okay, we, okay. we've taken a number of adventures up there too and uh, like on the mountain and like really close into some spots i mean sure. they have you know the burial mounds on, oh, i'm sorry the mounds on top of the mountain speculated to be a burial site because hmm. no one knows what else you know we've um We've always said before we set foot there, oh, people are probably falling in wells, you know, going to home sites and have wells overgrown right. that, you know, can step in. Oh, mm. you know, they're breaking their legs they're stuff. We went up there. No homes, Zero sites. wells. No. Zero, yeah. Nobody's lived up there. No one.
1: Could be that rock, you know, eating people. Oh, the man eating stone. Man-eating we actually stone, made a video yeah. about the man eating yeah, stone. Yeah, yeah. We did.
3: We did.
2: Yeah. We didn't <laughs> find that either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the tricky area. It's probably nothing, but, you know, yeah. there's so many stories just to... They're just, they're just fun, really, you know? They are.
3: I still didn't step on any stones up there,
1: but Brad <laughs> stepped safe. on
3: quite a bit. <laughs> and he made
2: it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those stories you'll see um, duplicated in other places. Mm. You know, like the man-eating story is... Uh, man-eating stone story is not Vermont exclusive. You'll no, You find no. it all over the place, right? And actually, the DeGrau story, too. You find those all over the East Coast. Like, very similar. Dude had a cave and hid money in it and then he couldn't find it again.
1: Even the mm. the well or the uh the innkeeper who, who yes kills all the people mm. that's yes. that is something you hear everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. For for hundreds of years now. Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. Um yeah
2: and it's it's interesting that there's there's a legitimate open grave there and how that maybe it was you know a duplicate story and then somebody saw this open grave
1: and they're like, oh well how can we tie this in and make a good story out of it. But well, it probably was, made it easier to believe that he was he was killing these people because right. they had heard these stories for so long. Right. But I'm excited. That sounds cool. Hey, thanks. Yeah. We were excited when
2: we found it. When I found these, it was like a kid in a candy store. Cause I found that first one and I was like, Oh man, end of the story. And then there was like three this his cousin was like real upset about it so he right. kept on writing articles about it he's like no that's not what happened um that's so like, there's a whole wealth
3: of information about yeah. it now it's like an 1800s facebook argument yeah <laughs> that we we're following
0: exactly. yeah you not quite have the uh, immediacy though and the satisfaction of a facebook argument right yeah, yeah. you had to wait two <laughs> wait three months weeks. right, exactly. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah no i'm excited though I, I, we've been doing a lot of fun, different things, trying, uh, trying different things in this series. And I just, I hope everyone will like it.
0: What's the target date for the release? Have you been over? No that?
3: target date. We
2: initially had one that we, uh, so in the metal detecting videos, right. They're impossible to film in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. You just can't go metal detecting. Right. So from November till May, the content slows down quite a bit. So sure. I, we were saying hopefully before May 1st, we'd have it out. Um, I don't see that happening. Probably not. Hopefully, you know, like I said, we've got like 15 minutes worth of content, of just like finishing up loose ends to film. Mm. So hopefully it'll be um, a couple months.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's enough to get excited on. That's great. And you release them all at once or you kind of trickle them out slowly. How do you do it? This okay.
2: is going to be rapid
3: fire. Awesome. Once a week, probably right out.
0: Yeah. So people don't
3: get tired of it.
0: That's a great idea. Yeah. Let people binge them, get, get right to, through the story.
3: We right. did make a, a theme
2: song for it that we yes. put out. there. <laughs> yeah, so we do everything. So we did make a theme. There's like an intro, like segment that looks pretty good, pretty Hollywood. Cool. Yeah. And um,
0: what do you do for the theme song? I'm, I, I dabble in music too, so I'm interested to hear sure. about that kind of thing. Like, like what do you use? Do you uh, is it like live music or do you program it on a computer? Like, what what do you do? Well, I have a studio,
2: We're, so I went to school for music and I worked oh, in a recording right. studio. Um, cool, cool. First half of my life. And um, so I just have a Pro tool set up at nice. home, yep. and um, Eddie wrote a guitar riff, and
3: uh, recorded some cello, and some piano, right. and some... Wow! And it kept evolving, evolving, kind <laughs> of layering on stuff, and then it was just its own thing.
0: That's so cool. Can we share that? No, you don't have the... It's not out yet. It's going to come it, out with... I can um, send you the, the intro song with, is the, out.
2: with the music. Oh, the song
0: is? Oh, yeah, please if do. you have an Apple,
2: be... I can like... I can airdrop it to you or I can just play it through this mic. It's up to you.
0: What, what, yeah, let me, can I, I'll put it in in post actually because I, this okay. is a PC, but um, sure. if you can maybe email it to me or however you want to get it sure. to me, I'll, I'll throw it in maybe after the, after we're done talking and just so people can have sure. an idea of what you guys sound like. I'll play like.
2: it so that you can hear it and then you can comment on it and then you can put it in post. that
0: Sure, yeah, that's great.
2: So here's the intro. <laughs> End of strings is cello. The high end is uh, midi. That was me.
0: That is super super pro, man. Wow, that's so cool.
3: It's so funny too. Going into it, we're like, all right, there's a lot of things we want to add for elements. We want the fading reverse notes. You yeah, know, yeah. and just kind of dumped in a bunch of stuff and then <laughs> got something that was cool. That's
1: yeah. really awesome. Yeah, that's
3: really good. I took a bunch of
2: inspiration from, like, the Westworld theme. I don't know if you guys oh, watch yeah. Westworld. Like, the, oh. the intro music for that is, like, I love yeah. it. We were um, both so really I, jazzed about that. Yeah, so I took a bunch of kind of... And, you know, because of the the subject matter of the show, too, as a songwriter, as a musician, it's I've never really written something with like a visual element as inspiration before. Mm. So like we knew it, we wanted it to be kind of like like there's crime involved, it's Dark, kind of like yeah. old-timey and yeah. kind of creepy and there's like murders involved, so kind of being able to use that to write a song. I've never done that before and it was a lot of fun.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, having a visual component be what 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 right. drives the music. Oh, that's really cool. I've never never tried that either. Wow, that's that's really neat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Great job. Hey, thanks. Yeah.
3: It was a good time.
2: So hopefully people will enjoy it once the show is actually out. Cause we spent, I spent, as soon as I heard that story, like every waking moment, I've been thinking about it, like trying to figure out what angles we can approach it at. And like, what do we do when we find it?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. We knew from the get go reading it, you know, this places we want to go things we want to shoot and things we want to do related to the story and just get it out there. And right. you know, I, I think I had one, for example, I don't know. Should I tell my, my vision, my dream?: Oh, yeah, please it never happened. <laughs> please. Know, I had me one. film it too. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sound so ridiculous, but no, 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 go ahead. I literally had a dream about it. When we were deep into research and like coordinating out film days, things we want to see, I had a literal dream in my sleep of a scene. No context, just like a scene. <laughs> nothing to do with anything. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, like, remember the next day after work, I went right to Brad, like, D- you got to hear this. This is out. This is out. You're never going to believe it. In my dream, it, I am, like, experiencing the dream, like, like first person, like, it's, you know, cinematography stuff. Wow. And it's, like, it's a cold winter night, and it's, yeah. like, a wagon trail, snow kind of going, and, like, just a woman in a dress. She's like walking out, kind of in frame, you know, with a little lantern, and it's like I'm, lo- it's like I am the camera, and you know, right behind her, she's cold looking, you know, and there's like echoes, a little, like you know, sounds of the wild at night, a little wind, and then just like, a, in the distance, and turns, looks at the lantern, and suspense, <laughs> and a little, a little quick moving, a little quick moving, and then footsteps, turns around, and a scream just fade to black. I don't know why. So (laughs) early on, we wanted to
2: film a lot of, you know, the backstory of Perry and the murders and stuff like, you know, real life. You know, like real actors and actresses film. We we decided on animation, but in the early time, in the early storyboarding of this whole thing, we're like, that would be, but then we got to get like period clothing. We have to like get a period lantern. We have to like,
3: yeah, it was going to be a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot because there was a whole lot of these scenes too. We're like, it'd be great. We, like, we had a list of this, but
0: wait, Eddie, do you often dream where like the entire cinematic <laughs> thing is blocked out right in front of Never. you? Never. <laughs> That's
3: why I was so adamant. I was like every day, like, hey, don't forget the scene. Right? He, he sent me like this. a photo that he made on his phone, with, like right. an app of like this
2: lady with a bonnet on with a lantern. He's like, wouldn't this be perfect for the show?
3: <laughs> it was actually me with Snapchat filters okay. looking like <laughs> oh, in a dress. Wow. Yes, yeah. it was like, how about this? And adjusting the lighting. <laughs> I'm like, we could do it. I could be the woman yeah, and the so camera. But then it's like, oh, Eddie, who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> it's know? I said, I, I, and I thought about it too. I'm like, honestly, maybe we don't even have any context. Maybe an episode just starts and there's a scene, and it's horrifying. You're like, and it just ends in black, like
0: what? You never explain it, and then just oh, yeah. fade into like,
3: hey, Brad and Eddie here, guys. We're going out in the woods today. And just leave them like, it's like what some was dark that? foreshadowing
0: right there. Wow. Right, oh, right, we had
3: a
2: lot of big, big, big ideas in the beginning that we had to kind of pare down to make it actually feasible for two just dudes with really no videography experience whatsoever to just be like
3: alright how do yeah. we film an actual <laughs> show that's going to be entertaining and um, I mean we should have known better too because going into the crowd there was a bunch of these times we had yeah. too I mean one time I was bringing uh... oh, yeah. so I was... Let, me, let me give this some backstory <laughs> yeah, you probably should uh, uh,
2: so Eddie uh, so one of these stories there was the demon dog Right, And there was the, um, the boy with the hot iron who protected the treasure. And so we were saying all along, all along to Grow, we were saying, wouldn't it be amazing if, wouldn't it be amazing if we actually got some information from the psychic and it led us somewhere? Wouldn't it be amazing if the dowsing rods actually made us find the treasure? Or wouldn't it be amazing if we actually came across
3: some ghosts? And so Eddie took it upon himself. <laughs> So can I preface and say I'm not very spiritual, but I was very cautious because there was a lot of tales that this was a thing. Like this would scare people away in town. Like, I'm not going up there. I've heard about the ghost, the ghost boy and the demon dog. Everyone knows that. There was even backstories to this story that like other treasure hunters dragged a kid out there, killed him, threw him in a hole. And like his dog Stayed there until it died with his owner, and they turned into Guardian Spins. There's like tons of different spins on this thing. It was accepted in town. So, Eddie bought rock salt
2: shotgun shell rounds and brought a shot. He hiked a (laughs) shotgun. Oh, damn. Up South Mountain. (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. And we actually filmed eddie <laughs> removing the shotgun and doing the sh- sh- nice we heard something there was a light in the woods and, sh- <laughs> yeah. and then i was i was editing
3: it i was like i gotta take this out this is so
0: yeah that's <laughs> and, how people get hurt you hear something <laughs> blindly fire at it. of
3: course this was after you know i hiked up the mountain with
0: yes, the thing on my back the whole time if you watch that
3: episode you'll see the shotgun on his back <laughs> for
2: no reason and there's no discussion of what it is or why it's there.
3: <laughs> it was just there
0: you never broke <laughs> At all, you just no, okay, nothing. It just just, well because we
2: filmed at the end, Eddie. When like, all right, now's the time because we heard coyotes and we're like, could it be the hellhound? Oh yeah, it was right Um, after. Yeah, and he's like, all right, now's the time, and I did. We did the full, and I was like editing it. I was like, man, this is too as, over the top
3: <laughs> as we're out you know for me at least the the paranoia and hearing all this it just grew we were out after dark i'm like all right man i'm messing around with this stuff anymore i'm not getting lost out here so what was the light you said you saw a light, oh, we don't know what the light was. We, yeah we don't know we could never find the source we just kind of hiked out looked around and it for all we know it could have been just uh some kind of glare on um, will o' the wisps
1: huh?
3: yeah
2: right. i actually wanted been. to
1: ask you about that
3: what
2: Willow oh, the Wisp? Yeah, have you have you seen weird lights in the woods? I've never seen anything weird in the woods. No. I spend now that I do this, do metal detecting and filming. I'm almost always in the woods. I don't, I do it pretty much full time now. I'm in the woods. Oh, I don't know, 15, 20 hours a week. I don't see anything. I've never seen anything. Unfortunately, mm. I would love to. I've seen things like um like something walking off in the distance, and it's always a dude, you know. Right. I, I I would love for it to be Bigfoot, but um, it hasn't been yet. <laughs> it's a big one we get. Everyone asking about
3: Bigfoot encounters and stuff.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, I bet people watch. Since I'm in the woods so much, people watch the videos, but like look behind me, and then they like in oh, the man. comments below, they're like, "Oh yeah, at five minutes and twenty three seconds, there's <laughs> a there's a forest being uh, climbing up the tree on the side," and people like,
3: are I into bet, it. I bet, yeah, we I can we imagine get, we get regular insults and like throughout, it's like you guys are gonna get yourself hurt. You're all so stupid being out there. Yeah. And clearly, this is evidence of it. You know, and we're like we're just in the woods, man. I can't believe right. you didn't
2: see that broken tree limb there. That's clearly an adolescent Sasquatch.
3: That's, that's, that's the stuff
1: they literally say too. Yeah, yeah, it's all the time. Yeah, I've watched your videos for weird things, but like more like uh.
3: Oh, so you're one of them. Well,
2: no, 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 no. Like
1: like weird camps and stuff that you've come across. Oh, sure. Just not. Just, I saw one where you. It was like some weird hole dug in the ground, and yeah, that was in
2: Glossombury. Was,
1: yeah. yeah, just like weird things like that. I want to, yeah. like anything creepy or anything, you know.
2: We um, yeah. So, so I'll, the Bennington Triangle in Glossombury and um. A lot of these areas, they're all in National Forest. So you mm. can't actually metal detect and take artifacts out of National Forest. It's very illegal. So all of our adventures in those areas, we never have metal detectors with us. We just kind of come up with some reason to go there because we find those places interesting, right? Mm. So that video you're talking about, um, we had hiked up to the South Glossonbury ghost town which was, um, it was first, it was a logging camp and then they tried to turn it into like a summer resort Mm -hmm. and it lasted one year before the train tracks got, or the trolley tracks at that point got washed out. Mm -hmm. So we were up there exploring that and just making a video and we came across this hole that somebody had very clearly recently dug, like a big deep hole. Yeah. Um, and then there was like little kindling pile and there was a bucket and we opened the bucket the first time and we didn't see anything. Right. But then we revisited
3: it like and a year later, there, was a, there util- was a note. A note and a utility cart with, like, a tarp over it yeah. and all sorts of... They even had, like, feathers tied up, like, little dream catchers in the corners. Like, I was looking at my, It was pretty weird.
1: Virtual sight, oh, so, so, Someone and, was, like, staying
3: there or something. Seemed like it. But it was an hour hike, maybe?
2: Yeah, from, at least. From, a ro- from the closest road, it was, like, an hour hike. Um, but then, just, re- like, a month ago, somebody left a comment in that comment section there was like hey i've seen that too like i th- and they like related to it somehow i don't remember exactly they're like oh that was like bob's
3: or whatever he was trying <laughs> to do this thing i don't know yeah. Well, yeah i mean and we even had theories too i mean someone like there was like uh, jars of grain and stuff right, and right yeah we were saying like is it moonshiners out here right and something like this or boy scouts some kind of weird like you know right out in the woods and
2: well, it had
1: yeah. like some sort of weird roof over it didn't it it Wasn't did there? like a, yeah
3: like a, fr- a
2: framed out of yeah. like sticks right Um, but it was in, you know, disrepair and I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like that, but it was in such a weird spot. It was like in the middle of everything where people go to see this ghost town. It was like right in the middle of it. Like Mm -hmm. you would think if you were going to build something like that, you'd go off trail a little bit. Right. Right.
1: Off the beaten track at least. All right. So you've never seen anything weird. No. What about, have you found anything cursed? I hope not. My house is full of stuff. (laughs) All right, so we take that as a no. So what's the weirdest thing you've ever found? Weirdest, like, supernatural? No, just, like, weird. Hmm. Just, like, what is that doing there? You know? Or what's the coolest thing you've ever found? Man, that's a tough question. It depends on what you think is cool. I'm trying to think, like, out of place.
3: You can always explain why something is somewhere. There was one... Well, not always immediately. There was one in shafts, or, um... It was, uh... You can say Shaftesbury. It, yeah. There was some um, friends we had down in uh, Shaftesbury, Vermont. We had permission to go. And Brad finds a cannonball out there. Oh, I'm I did like, find a cannonball.
2: Um, um, we're like, what? It doesn't make any sense because there was no... no. Nothing. But that we no can no even battles. explain that away because I found an artillery button on the same property.
3: Yeah, and that's on the same was, day. That's what I was saying. We kind of build the story yeah. as we were out there for the day, and Ooh. at first it was like, "What the hell is a cannonball doing in the middle of nowhere?" And right, and then you kind of build around it. All right, there's a button. This guy was maybe a veteran, and we we said it was it was a what an eight a war of eighteen twelve right. uh, button. Yep.
2: Yeah. What's the
0: story? What, what, why did the, why? So did the you would blow? assume, you know, if there was an
2: artillery button, the dude worked with cannons for, you know, in his time in the military, he must've just taken one home as a souvenir. Okay. You
3: know? mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, you, you'll find like military artifacts in places where you would assume you'd find those at like a battlefield, Sure. but people owned those at the time mm. and they must have brought them home. You find things like that at home sites. Um, But, yeah, the coolest thing, I don't know. Depends on, what, like, valuable or...
1: Like that tiny gold coin. Mm. I remember you... I watched a video. I just watched, like, a bunch of videos just the other day. Yeah. There was, like, this tiny gold coin. You could, like, fit it on the end of your finger. Yep.
2: Yeah, so one of the, like, biggest eye-opening things for me when actually starting the hobby of metal detecting is when you find coins pre, like, 1850, they're oftentimes foreign coins because they just weren't making enough money back then. So before 1850, foreign coins were legal tender, but before 1776, all the coins were foreign, mm-hmm. right So British coins, French coins, Spanish coins. Um, and that little gold coin was a tiny little Spanish uh, half escudo, uh, which is like eight reales, which so you think of it like um, like in the goonies when they have mm-hmm. the thing, look, the coin, mm-hmm. that's a big eight real coin made out of silver. Mm-hmm. So the one that I found was a tiny little, equivalent to that but it was like this big and it was gold Uh, 1786 was the date on that Um, but yeah so foreign coins pre 1776 are like pretty common just last week I was up in um, a Bridport and I found six of them all in one day they're all British coins and um, they're a ton of fun to find Um, but like I love finding things that are just not necessarily coins like artifacts Um, probably the people that like are new to my channel know me most for is I found this silver pendant uh, with a woman's name on it um, and her birth date uh, I actually don't remember what it is it was like 1794 I think was the, her birth date but her name was on it her birthday was on it, it made it very easy for me to research mm. um, and I made a whole follow up episode mm-hmm. of her life her family's you know, coming to America and my hypothesis of how this thing wound up where I found it um, so that that's probably one of my favorite things I've ever found because it was just like it was it was a window into who lost the thing, which usually you don't get. Right. Right. Mm. If you find a coin, who knows? They're like they made a million of them. Um, but when you find something that has somebody's name on it, it's like you can actually paint a picture of who it was.
3: And it's funny because when we when we went into metal detecting too, it was like the big prize possessions like we're gonna get so many sweet coins going right. to it, and it was like all about coins, but. Kind of towards the end of our or our current state where we're at, yeah, it's things like that that are trackable. That ends up your favorite, like my favorite one. Yeah, I, you know, back when we started, I was like, oh, I gotta find gold and silver coins will be the best. Mm. I found a, a tomback button that was like my favorite to date. Um,
0: I'm sorry, a what button?
3: Yeah, like a tomback button, an old school, um, like colonial. Tomback um, is a material. It's like a copper alloy. Okay. It's like yeah. a bronzy yeah. material. And, and I didn't think anything of it, actually. But we put it on the show. All it was, it was just a simple button and just had a tiny little crown up in it. And mm. I didn't think. it. I was like, oh, sweet design, you know. And a commenter actually went and was like, do you realize what you had? And I think a couple of people offered money and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were sending articles. And it was like a British loyalist group, like a militia button, that they were oh, like wow. the direct nemesis of the Green Mountain Boys right. in the area. I was like, oh, my gosh. And quickly, we we're like, this is like the coolest thing I have. You know, it's some local, like, all right, this has a right. story. This was local around here and significant. So stuff like that has become way more like treasure to me than like, you know, another large cent. Right. Sure. Like silver we find. Yep.
0: So when you guys go to a site, like say you were just up at Bridport. Yeah. Um, what What process do you use to determine how to narrow down your search? You know sure. what I mean?
2: Um, well, like Bridport, for example because of the size of the channel now, like I get invitations to places and people usually have already done the research and figured out where, where we're going. Right. But for, for, I can speak on their behalf. Um, they kind of got permission to this, What's great about Vermont is people own it. Farmers specifically own a ton of land, Mm. right? So then this particular property, it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres. So they got uh, permission to this property because of the house that still stands as an old house. And they went around the house. Um, But then they kind of ventured off into the fields surrounding. And they came across a spot where you look at the ground and you see brick, you see pottery, you see all kinds of remnants that there was clearly a house here a long time ago. Mm. Um, And then, if you wanted, I often, you know, if it's a permission like that, somebody invited me like two, two hour drive away. I usually don't do like the in-depth research of places like that. Usually places that I find that I'm kind of connected to, I'll do all that research, but you could understandably kind of go back to the maps and figure out who these people were and kind of tell, figure out what their story is, which can always make the things you find more interesting. But honestly, it's mostly just kind of wandering and finding, a spot where people spent a lot of time sure. and dropped stuff yeah. right? That's the things that we're finding almost always were dropped um, and sometimes they're valuable and a lot of times they're not and a lot of times we're finding the buttons that people were farmers they're popping off their clothes uh, you're finding things like scissors you're finding things like axe heads and <laughs> everyday things.
3: Yeah. A lot of accents.
2: <laughs>
0: Have you guys developed like a sixth sense about these kind of things now? Like you just kind of know like somewhere in your brain it's tingling like I got to go. Sometimes.
3: I, I think there's something to it. Like I know some of it could be just subconscious like when we've done it so many times. Right. How many times we've been walking down a trail and I'm like see that little hill berm up yeah, there? It is actually that's pretty that's good a cellar that hole. hole. Yeah. And you're like really? And we go up there and there's a big foundation like it's a cellar in there you know things like that. Remember can we talk about the Giving Tree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we hiked for miles up this road of nothing. We, were pr- we got a, it was a big permission. We had promise of all sorts of stuff out there, home sites, miles of walking up this nothing road with nothing. And I saw a lone tree and something of an opening. And I'm like, it looks good. And it was like the first time in hours I turned on my detector. And I was first first hole. It was a coin, I believe. And then we're getting buckles yeah. and everything else. And it was like, you know, reinvigorated, like, this is it, you know? And it was just looking at it. And yeah, there's a real kind of sense of um, like a treasure hunt.
2: There can be in situations like that where you, it's like a rush. Like, I, I don't do like scratch tickets or anything like that, but I feel like it's the same sense where like when you. When you like are starting to hit big, and you're like, yeah, 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 like yeah. the dopamine starts flowing. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a streak, yeah, and you keep getting like you know aggressively
3: swinging. You're like, all right, I'm gonna keep moving, keep moving. We gotta
2: find more. And yeah. that particular place, it was like the first thing was a coin from the 1700s. Then you find like a shoe buckle, like you imagine like an old pilgrim style footwear, right? Like, wow, like this
3: is an old spot. <laughs> and you keep going, and your ho- it's like it's a it's, lot of fun. And it's hard as a duo to not be a little selfish, you know? Like I'm over here, and he's goes. Like, oh, I got I'm, like, I'm coming your way, <laughs> and
2: I'm like circling him. Like, yeah, do your thing. That's great. Give, give me some
0: of that. <laughs> so, is there a little bit of competition there when you guys are out together? Like, nice, you not know, intentionally, but you
3: know, sometimes, yeah. Like, you know, when I'm like, oh my gosh,
0: what is he getting over right. there? I got to get in. <laughs> you, know? Check that out.
3: Yeah. you know, it's, it's all part of the rush, kind of in the moment. But we sure. don't set out on like, you know,
0: like who's well, going to collect more. Yeah, right? like, hey, well, let's do a
3: company. Occasionally, we actually do go to these events we events. We usually do competition then. We do, a, we do a competition.
1: It there. wasn't your newest video. Didn't didn't you just something about North Carolina? Yeah. Right? So
2: I actually just went to North Carolina. Like I was saying, Eddie has like a job, and he does, he can't do all of the adventures. <laughs> I like, yeah. I'm, I'm able to get him for like one day a month for this series that we've been doing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I went down to North Carolina. Um, I was affiliated with a metal detector company. Imagine that. I know that like folks who aren't familiar with like the metal detecting world, it probably seems weird that like people get sponsored by metal detecting companies. It's like, it's a bizarre thing. And there was like 750 people all in this one spot. It was a huge gathering of people who metal detect and you know, you've got the shovel brands and you've got the metal detector brands and you've got the pouch, you know, the, the treasure pouch brands You're
0: sponsored by shovels too. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, right. That's awesome. It's
2: really weird. It's been weirder ones that I've tried <laughs> oh, yeah. so, um, so anyway, so yeah, there was a big event. Uh, it was called Dig Stock. Um, <laughs>
4: no <I know>. way. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, there was like 7,000 acres of land that you know, you pay your ticket and you come and you, you meet the YouTube people and you meet like, you know, like the um, occasionally they'll have bigger like uh, Oak Island people there. So like somebody that was on my team was on, uh, what did I call it? The second Oak Island show. Uh, oh, um beyond Oak beyond Island, Island. Think. so there was yeah. some of those people there celebrities in the in the <laughs> space you know um and then you just get free reign on all this land right and it was fun but one of my buddies came with me that time and then i got covid and had to come home early mm. but it was fun for the one day i was there
3: sorry dude yeah thanks don't regret going <laughs> not going though <laughs> it was a long Getting drive to that. get covid
2: and then have to come home
3: <laughs> they have I didn't those think around to... here what's that they have those around here
2: uh, there's usually a dig stock in the south, and then one um,
3: near the Canadian border in New York. What was the name of that town? Chazy, 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 New York. That's right. It's right over, um, right over the lake there from Burlington, yeah. pretty yeah. much. It was there a couple of years. I think that they're looking for properties, new properties.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was good. That so, was if any listeners time. out there own thousands of acres of farmland, <laughs> let dig stock know. Maybe there can be one here.
3: Yeah, the good people too. Um,
2: so yeah, so when what I was getting at is with when Eddie and I have another friend Chris um, comes with me to these events, we'll usually try to make a competition out of it, and we even have to, have a trophy. Oh yeah. yeah, looks like a shovel.
3: It's it's got some history too.
2: <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> oh so, so it's the same trophy, and you just pass it around. Yeah, except That's the funny. last guy
2: who who won it like three years ago just never brings it anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: He's hoarding it. Yes, he's <laughs> hoarding it. So yeah. the dig stock Don't itself, it doesn't. It's not a competition for no, no, no. no, of no. It's, just, uh, it's just between gathering. Guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, that's cool though.
2: But if for the sake of the videos and for the sake of fun, uh, we make a competition out of it. Keep track of points. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's, it's funny? Like I was saying, people who are familiar with the hobby, there's like so oh. many. I guess it was true with any hobbies, right? Even with like music recording, right? Um, There's all of these inside jokes and there's all of these people get sponsored by microphones and things like that. It's, you wouldn't imagine it looking, not being familiar with it, but it's the same way with metal detecting. Um, It's a huge industry and it's fun, fun
3: to find treasure. I tried talking him into hosting some kind of event around in Vermont. like, Hey, you know, it'd be a lot of work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, We talked more logistically about it and, there's
0: so much that goes into this and yeah but, but if you can f- round up enough sponsors possibly throw, some, throw a bunch of money your way it could yeah. be a reality Are you, be. would you actually consider doing that Brad or is that like more
2: kind of eh. maybe I, um, I'm really the thing that makes I've kind of moved from getting the dopamine drop of finding things metal detecting to making video content the production side yeah, yeah. Totally. So that's what like this new series I've been having more fun with this than anything doing the filming and like doing the two angle cameras with like a ton of bokeh in the background. And we got the backs of my head when we're out on him, you know, like good cinematography. (laughs) I've been having a ton
0: of fun with that stuff. Can I ask you, um, and this might be kind of like, you know, like behind the scenes too much how the meat is made or whatever, but what are some of the lessons that you guys took from Degrow, from shooting to grow that you, that you're able to bring into this current shoot and yeah, you know, like to give you shortcuts or, or there are lessons that you may have learned along the way.
2: Uh, definitely figuring out what the story was ahead of time
0: okay yeah
2: I mean because we didn't know where it was going for this one we were like well for we'll say for degrau, we were like how many episodes it going to be I don't know we should just go until we're done mm-hmm. right we thought maybe 12 ended up being 8 for this one we're like alright what do we want to happen we don't know what's going to happen but what are the beats we want probably going to be about 5 episodes and we stuck to that Mm-hmm. Ended up being five episodes. All of the things we wanted included, I think that we did, mostly. And just knowing what the story was from start to finish, sure. um, before we even turned you
3: know, turn the camera on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it it was pretty hectic when Degraw. When <laughs> you, we we had a couple articles we started with, and we ran with, and we went to places and made trips out of it, and it was kind of like as we <clears throat> as we uh, hit those off of the list we went we ended up back in research back in research yeah. and it take us new places and y- you know um what it, what the story looked like on our kind of uh, mental storyboard was a straight line as we go through and do more research, halfway through it turned into this like sure. zigzag of we're here, 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 yeah. And this time, I think we we really hit research hard. Just yeah. crossed out everything we could find ahead of time going into this. And right. We like just researched the heck
2: out of it. Make sure there weren't any extra little avenues avenues we could oh, go yeah. mm-hmm. ahead of time.
0: Yeah. Oh, so and the- can I ask one other thing? Absolutely. About that? And this is I'm sorry I'm getting into the production side of stuff, but do you uh, do you take any lessons from like? Um, Similar Hollywood documentaries or anything like that are are there uh, you know resources that you guys look at and be like this is the way that you know it's quote unquote supposed to be done so sure. this is what we're gonna do or do you try to go your own way with it we
3: hadn't with the De degrau De was just right. let's just do it let's like just go, go off our it. vision but right. you know reflecting backwards I I know Brad's gone way deeper yeah. than I have but we have been looking up some more like methods and sure. like things on cinematography Brad's been going like yeah. I, I have fallen in love with the cinematography part yeah. of it and like getting into lighting and getting
2: into the sound part of it and getting into you know two camera filming, three camera filming and when you watch a show like um been throwing a lot of shade at <laughs> Curse of Oak Island. But when you watch a show like that, like they do a thing and then they've got the shot of the guy in the chair and right. then, you know, like they're talking to him and they're, there's like real world, right? They've got the sure. guy they're talking to and then they yeah. go back to the action and then they go back to the guy in the chair. I hate that. Okay. Like, I think it's so gross and boring. It's so formulaic. It's so formulaic. Yeah, And like, all the shows are like that, mm-hmm. probably for a good reason. But I just don't want
3: anything to do with that. That's and I want to film, film it good. more like real dialogue. Right. And, we try, and that's that has been a big aim, too, is like trying to step up those dialogue scenes and like, you know, right. where he got the extra cameras. We're trying to really like yeah. paint it clearly real time to kind of audiences. Rather than that, you know, back and forth, you know, I can't believe Brad just told me this <laughs> Right, you right. Know, kind of MTV approach. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I, I, and I, like I said, I, I cut cable 10 years ago, so I don't even watch those shows. And I wouldn't, <laughs> I don't think I would, if I actually did have cable, because I just find them so unentertaining. Um, I don't know.
0: Now so I tried if, to um, again, go ahead. What if, a, what if a network approached you and was like, I really love what you're doing. Would you consider it? Uh, like a buyout type of type of scenario. I don't know. Is like.
2: Well I actually did talk to a, uh, Beyond Oak Island, and they're like, "We want to do whatever your next series is."
0: Wow, cool. So they would come in and produce.
2: Yeah, and anyway, I said no, thanks.
0: So yeah, you want to keep it just yeah, just,
2: wow. just grassroots. How and... punk rock is that, right? <laughs> Super punk rock, dude. <laughs> uh, no, it was just honestly what it came down to was is like, well, how much, how much, uh, how much, how much control would we have with right. this yeah Go what is on. the time commitment what is you know what was there a pay involved and there's like there's isn't one have you right. seen the show I uh, uh, we watched no a couple
3: episodes before we sat down and talked to them
2: yeah uh, we, we
3: demoed a couple and
1: it doesn't seem like much right no just like one episode is her thing so yeah. i don't, they don't think, they think never you're missing find much anything.
3: and i was worried well. a little what, what kind of light we'd be painted and i know some of the characters can come off really like extreme you know yeah. and mm. uh, I I think we kind of have our own brand and just try to keep it real as much as we can.
2: And every few months I get a email from a production company and they're like, Hey, we're putting together this show. And right away I'm like, well, it's not a good sign. They're pulling talent from YouTube. First of all,
0: Oh, is that already a red flag right there?
2: I'm flattered, but yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
2: Um, And it's like, they always sit down and like, Oh, well we've got this story that my favorite story about this is this lady was making a, or her production company was making a show for Facebook TV. Have you guys ever watched Facebook TV? Uh uh-uh. Me neither. I don't know what it is, but apparently it's a thing. They <laughs> make thing. shows. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, so we're, we're, we're going to do, a, um, uh, an adventure into the Amazon. She's like, do you have any, was it the
1: Amazon? Oh, shit. Yes. I think I watched this. Did you?
2: Yeah. She was like, do you speak Portuguese? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese And she's like, oh, that's okay, that's okay She's like, so you would be like the metal detector guy uh, Do you have any rock
1: climbing experience? Was it like Akakor or something?
2: I don't know, She, I don't think they had Dude. a name for it And I was like, no, I don't have any rock climbing experience She's like, oh, that's okay, that's okay um, I'm like, you've seen my videos, right? I just metal detect, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, so we're gonna be going to this like old ruins here, and we're gonna be looking for treasure. Um, do you have any whitewater rafting experience? Oh God. I'm like, no, no. And she went off a list of thing of like extreme sports. I'm like, no, I've never done any of those things. I just hike into the Vermont. That's have amazing. you ever been to Vermont? I like, <laughs> really have a lot of any of that stuff. Um, didn't I didn't get the died job
0: with a with a metal right. detector. <laughs>
2: And yeah, I always I, I am i am the skeptic. And the, another example is um, this show actually did get made. It was the Atac Island show that's on Netflix. Mm. And this lady was like, "So we found this magazine from this 1970s. It was a treasure magazine, and it was talking about how on this island that was owned by the Air Force or the Navy or something off the coast of Alaska, somebody buried a bunch of cans of money." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, uh, it sound it doesn't sound real. First of all, like why would?" people on a military base be burying their money on the military base. And the only mention of it was this one magazine that needed to come up with new articles every single month. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think that's real. Um, and I don't think I would be able to get excited for the camera to find something I don't think is real. And they ended up making the show and they didn't find anything of course, but it's, I always kind of pass by those opportunities cause it's like, I don't think I could pretend and be the character that they're looking for
3: being the guy that's like,
2: yeah, i got a target here. Maybe <laughs> right. it's the treasure
3: yeah. doing jump on jacks and stuff. Right. <laughs> of
1: those. I, I watched that one. Did you? Yeah. Did, did they find anything? No. Uh, no. I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they faked it at the end. They no. found like one gold coin. Come on. At the very last second. Yeah. Well, she was like, there's a good chance there's going to be like landmines and stuff. And I was yeah, like, yeah, it was like, uh, it was at the, like the edge of a minefield. And right. next season they're going to oh, have to go through this season. minefield. To... Yeah. So I interviewed for that. Um,
2: and I ended up not thinking it was real enough to want to spend my time on it.
1: I think it was like pirate treasure or something from some like yeah. Russian fur trader. I, I don't know something like that. But yeah,
0: and this is on Facebook TV. Oh no, this no, one's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I was back on Facebook TV. Every three or
2: four months, I get an email from these production companies, and they're just they're usually like it's, they usually don't get made. But those two apparently got made. I didn't Ooh. know the Facebook TV one did. That sounded like. Everybody's it might not have that been
1: one. that one it was about some lost city Oh, okay you know a couple years ago
2: yeah anyway production companies i've never i've never heard one though i was like wow i really want to be involved in this you know i'm just having fun making yeah. youtube videos and how about down. starting
3: oh sorry go ahead Eddie. i
0: was almost down just to visit south america at the time <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> i ended up doing that on a private adventure though so
0: do you have any dreams of starting your own production company no but, I don't think so. But what you have is, is, I mean, it's almost a company, I guess already, because you, you seem to be doing everything in house from right film, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, the soundtrack to be quite honest with you is because
2: you can't, I mean, it's so hard to put music in YouTube videos and not get copyright claims. True, true, yeah. So it's like, I'm a musician. I have a studio. I'll just write all my own music for the videos. Uh, it just makes that. That's so cool. A non-issue, you know? Um, yeah, we'll see how this the next series is accepted. It's because it's not metal detecting videos, because a lot of it takes place in National Forest and you can't metal detect anyways. So. That was a big um, shock in DeGrau, too.
3: A lot of people were really. Most like, of DeGrau is in National Forest, too. Right. They came out, though. Where's the metal detecting? What is this? And, you know, just trying something new, of course. Us go out, follow hints. And, I mean, we're pretty much just out hiking up through these yeah. rock slides looking for treasure. So Are you, you worried
1: people are going to be like, this is trash? We don't want this? Am I worried? No, I'm. I know some people are going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> we we that, I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Someone probably will.
0: I know. I'm excited for oh, it. Thank so, you. have you found that your hardcore fan base is like super disappointed without the metal detection aspect, or is it? it it's like the whole package, right? That's really what what yeah. they're there for. I
2: I feel like the hardcore fan base is interested in history and Mm -hmm. the excitement of finding something. Sure. So when that excitement of finding something isn't there, like it wasn't a growl, we had hoped that that final episode of us being like, now you go find it. Like we hid something for you to go find, now go find it. Um, It still wasn't accepted super well. Like one of my weekly videos will get like 100,000 views. Those all got half that maybe. Okay. Which... Mm -hmm. It's still still good for a YouTube video, but it's like people lost interest. Hopefully, with this new one, like I said, I know people are going to hate it. Episode one, five minutes in, they're going to be like, "What
3: is this?" But I think it's all part of the experience. You know, we're sure. going to try some things. Some things people might not like. Some people right. will right. We and with the growl, I, I was really disappointed at first when some people are like, "Where's the metal detecting? What are you? What is the show even about?" And I'm like, oh, they
2: hate yeah, it. we kind of regret like in the very beginning naming the channel green mountain metal detecting because now there's this implication that like there's got to be metal oh, detecting right. and yeah. it's
3: established and you right. know this is the brand we've kind of built around so right. um talked it is what it is we've talked over the years transition to some but it's yeah it's so messy it already on. is what it is yeah but like and i i made this video last
2: fall um like a big part of my videos is, is me kind of finding something and then talking about it. Like, well, you know, who may have lost this? Like, what was its purpose? And I'm finding, finding things from colonial times that most people don't know what it is. So I'm like, oh, well, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. So I made a video and there was just no talking and it was just sound of the forest, just like digging, finding something, showing the camera. People hated it. People were so
3: mad. I loved it. For the I winter. loved it also. <laughs> I had most fun editing that and filming it. It was I, great. I spend hours on YouTube a day, so I compared it to. I don't know if you how much YouTube you guys watch primitive technology. Exactly, that was my inspiration. I, I love that guy. And I saw it. I'm like right there. That's it. That's the sweet spot, man. I love it. And yeah, it's funny. All the comments are, like, everybody heck? hated it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's ironic though, right? Because the quiet, thoughtful video is the one that the people who do like it, they're not going to be the ones that comment, right? It's going to be the Maybe people that want the like the hardcore, like, mm-hmm. you know, everything explained and all the, the right. Th- 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 those I the put ones all, all the vocal. explanations
2: in the, in the subtitles, just like primitive technology oh, does. So if you want to know what it is, I wrote it all out for you. Right. Right. But, uh, but then you got to
0: read uh, yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, I, I decided a while ago that uh, you can't make content for other people. You, you've got to, oh, you're going to get burnt out. People ask me all the time, like, I'm just starting a metal detecting YouTube channel. Like, what is your advice? Mm. It's like, well, don't make videos that you think other people are going to like, because you're not going to enjoy it yourself And you're just not going to want to do it after the first few. Like, you need to do something that you really enjoy. Because it's a hobby. It's it's a hobby to metal detect, which you would already enjoy if you wanted to make a YouTube channel. But actually making the videos and editing the videos and putting in the transitions and the music and stuff is all a hobby in and of itself. Um, And (laughs) making one of those, you know, um, Oak Island type series, I would
3: hate doing the whole process of that
0: cookie cutter yeah Yeah.
3: you totally use lose the passion lose your own vision and kind of just getting the appeal factors in and because we'd even brainstorm things like that like things you know at first our bucket list for the series was going to be all right what do people want to see and right they want to see somebody
2: finding treasure
3: they do and you know there's that but there's a whole variety of other things that just it really limited down our own kind of creativity in a way that's Mm.
0: like do we even want to do that like Nico, we need to take inspiration from Brad and Eddie because they're, they, <laughs> what, what, the, what you guys are saying right there crystallizes the whole entire creative experience, right? I mean, right. you make it for yourself, and we got to take that to heart on our, our podcast. I think. Yeah. I mean, we do. We, I know we love what we do, but it's it's important to do it our own way and and screw what the what the haters say. Not that we have any of those people, right? Oh, everybody's <laughs> get haters. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, we do. <laughs> but.
2: Yes, I have a very lengthy ban list on my YouTube comment section. <laughs> oh, you ban people. Oh, yeah. totally. There's no free speech in the Green Mountain Metal
0: Detecting <laughs> comment section. That's all right. It's totally, that's your zone. You get to decide. Well, fellas, uh, I hate to put the kibosh on stuff. I got to wrap it up pretty soon. Do we have anything else we want to discuss? I mean, I want you guys to get some serious plugs in, too. So let's let's tell yeah. people how we can get to, to your site. Uh, yeah, to, absolutely. to, to, to it's Green Mountain Metal Detecting
2: yep if you you can type that into Google and you'll find the YouTube channel you'll find the Facebook page um, if you go to gmmd green mountain metal detecting dot us okay. not dot com but dot us there is basically a page with all the links to all of the stuff the Instagram and the G- music M-
0: D. US. that's it
2: awesome and um so there's like, there's the the DeGrau pages on there that kind of shows all of the people who's found the treasure, the first treasure, and then the subsequent uh, secondary treasure. There's like a hall of fame list there that people can check out um, and a list, a link to all those videos. If you want to try to find the treasure yourself, it's in Vermont. It's, you know, Vermont's not a big place. It could mm-hmm. be a three hour drive. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Do you guys want to give us any clues? Like, nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> I just thought I might ask real quick and then you would answer, but I'll give it away it's in the videos
4: Ah, all of the hints all of
2: the all of the 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 treasure map is in the videos itself yeah um but yeah post a new video every friday on the youtube channel Uh, in the winter time it's not always metal detecting related but in the summertime um it is and then our new series will be out
0: soon soon can't wait for that new series. We're definitely going to look forward to
2: that. We'll give you guys some extra backstory on it once the, cam- the microphones
0: turn off. If you can keep it <laughs> to yourselves. Line. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll yeah. be yeah. off the record. I we got, swear. We got some NDAs you have to sign. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I thought Mike got away with leaving the mics on or something.
3: Uh, but that's about it.
2: Uh, All right. Fortunately, we don't have anything supernatural to tell you about because I know that, you know, the, the I, I figured itself. you wouldn't. So oh, yeah. I, I
1: know you're
3: a
2: Skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but maybe, but maybe if you have us on again, we will come across some, uh, will of the wisps or, uh, we're there or. enough. Yeah. Actually,
1: there was one thing I did want to ask. Yeah. What about like, um, I guess, I guess they call them underground chambers. So yeah. they're like, have you ever seen anything like that? Can I tell you? I, <laughs> I,
2: um, occasionally will have reoccurring dreams and I'll have them for months and months and months. And then usually I stop having them. I've had I have had several of these, a lot of them are finding secret rooms in the house that I already I'm already living in. I've heard that's a, a common recurring dream, right? Mm. But I've had this recurring dream of I'm out in the woods and I'm metal detecting, and I find a stone slab and I move the stone slab, and underneath are some stairs that go down and it's a room mm. that's from the 1700s, but it's still set up that way. There's like a table and a chair and there's some papers out on the table. Like what is, you could find one of those right in the woods. Why not? Maybe an old basement to a building and, but it's all still set up. It's got all like a bed and a trunk and all, you know, like a bedroom. But no, we've never found one of those.
0: No, I'm trying I, to determine based on your body language right now, whether that was a clue. <laughs> so it
3: like, we should no, be. it wasn't. I know with mine, I got really excited because I, I, we I was trying to get, get us on a uh, series oh. on stone chambers around Vermont. I know right. there's a big following it's a big online. Thing. Yeah. So and a before of them, we started this next one, we had discussed numerous possibilities for shows. And that was one of them. I thought it was I was super jazzed about it. It's something I followed a little bit online, not not too deeply, but enough that it had me really fascinated wanting some right. more. Because I know some of them are really meticulously built out yeah. there. And you know, the states come down and been like, Oh yeah, it's farm it's a farm pasture or like a pig shed something from the eighteen hundreds. Right. But some of them have like very strategically cut out windows that like we'll see like the summer solstice, the mm-hmm. winter solstice, and oh, like wow. other lunar solar events like that. And they were all around Vermont. Yeah, um, you no can way. find them online. Yeah, maps of them. Really weird stuff. That's it's definitely right. not right. like you know. I think they're just dry <laughs> sellers
4: <laughs> Yeah, that's I what some some people bet, say.
3: <laughs> I would bet that if you uh,
2: looked at a map from like 1850, there would be a farm right there, and they would that was where they
0: kept their potatoes. That's my. That's exactly opinion. what a skeptic would <laughs> yeah. say. That. <laughs> well, fellas, your enthusiasm is infectious. Hey, this thanks. is really cool, and we would love to have you back sometime. Um, so love it. We'll, we'll be in touch. This, this has been really fun. It's been a good time. I'd love to come back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thanks for having us. For
0: yeah.
1: Definitely. Thanks for coming. Right. And that's almost canon. All right. All right. Thanks, guys.